2: studios the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance it is the 22nd of October more importantly it's a Friday and this is the COB the stuff you need to know about the day in business market startups and we've got a bonus for you today as well I'm Nadine Blaney gosh I've got to look you in the eye don't I Scuddy? Here yeah, with David it always sketch. helps to have a conversation when you're looking at <laughs> each other. Well, it, we're we're sort of set up in a studio, of course, socially distanced, and uh, there's a lot of equipment here that um, well, it feels a little bit much right it now. It all meets
1: OHS standards. It though. does
2: all meet OHS standard. Um, listen, so today, well, you just got off air. You've been speaking to Shane Oliver, the man at AMP. He always does a really good weekly wrap. I mean, it was quite. The week a lot of it inspired by u.s earnings
1: yeah it's uh, we got off to a very strong start to the week and then kind of just uh, you know faded towards uh the end. And uh, yeah, today, very flat finish, uh, but uh, still consolidating around those one-month highs. And of course, lots of AGM uh, season talk, lots of uh, quarterly updates as well, which in the main part seem to be pretty well received. There's been a few exceptions to the rule, but uh, all things considered, nothing to be really uh, too concerned about, it
2: seems. No, we had AGMs, we had a few quarterlies here in Australia, so Hub24 comes to mind, really positive reaction there. But yeah, to your point... In the month to date, we've now got the market up by one percent. And when October started, you know, we were in the doldrums. Around the region today, we saw some strength as well, because it just appears as if every time you know Evergrande worries come to the fore, they get put down again. We heard from a state-owned media enterprise in China that Evergrande has in fact paid creditors.
1: Yeah, there's another um, another interest payment which is due for another bond series uh, next week. Uh interesting that they paid Given the size of Evergrande, I've got to say that I'm at least not that surprised that they can stump up that amount of US dollars, uh, but it's interesting to see where it's going to go and play out. The one thing I pay pretty close attention to is the reaction in the commodity futures, because that's kind of a sentiment as to what it means for the uh, for the broader property sector, which everyone's starting to fret about. Nice and, segue, because we saw there, the... Go there, ahead. There, there wasn't much of a reaction in the uh, in the commodity uh, markets in China today, so I found that quite telling. Whilst the, the Aussie dollar popped, uh, there was uh, you know, some optimism about property developers on the Shanghai. Uh, composite didn't go and flow through to uh, the commodities.
2: Yeah, so, so I mean, BHP was down a pretty chunky 2% today by the end of the session. Mm-hmm. What are you putting it down to? Uh,
1: well, it's been uh, hit slugged by what's been going on with, uh, with iron ore. It had a bit of a tumble last night. And then you go and put on top of that what's been happening in the energy market as well. Uh, coal uh, absolutely thumped, uh, particularly thermal mm-hmm. coal. Over the past three days, down around 30% or so. And a lot of the others, coal has come off a lot. Coke has come off a lot. Uh, and the base metals were all weaker as well. So it's not really surprising that we saw a bit of a bloodbath of BHP.
2: Yeah, not at all. All right. And uh, today, a theme again was travel, Qantas. I mean, Alan Joyce, yeah, great photo op for the PM and the Premier. Lined up shoulder to shoulder. Uh, Alan Joyce saying that uh, Australian-based you know, employees, all 11,000 of them are back on the job come December, talking about routes, talking about all of this enthusiasm. We've got an interview that you can listen to via the show notes about reopening plays. Yeah, a lot of people I've been speaking with this week are saying it's not the airlines anymore. That shit, I was going to say ship has sailed. That flight has taken off.
1: Boom-tish. Yeah, it's a... give me something on a Friday afternoon, Scotty. Yeah. He needs more wine. Yeah, I need more wine. Come on, I just came off air. Yeah, I I ask that question a lot. People... Look at what's going on with the airlines. Look what's going on with fuel prices. Uh, that's one thing. And I'm just not sure that the uh, the assessment that we're going to be all suddenly jammed back into airplanes is necessarily accurate to what we'll see. Time will tell. It's a bit of a cop out, but I think uh, there's maybe a little bit too much optimism that's been placed.
2: Yeah, well, you and I both will be cramming ourselves into airplanes on a more regular basis when we can. Of course, it's just dealing with uncertainty that still exists around the traps, um, isn't it?
1: Yeah, don't need vouchers. We need uh, the freedom of movement.
2: Yeah, so Helios did really well today. Again, in the wake of talking about COVID. COVID-19 testing volumes. West Farmers, we had Jarden coming out today saying that it looks like grocery and hardware will be Australians retailing COVID winners. No big surprise there. Um, Look, on the flip side of things, if we're talking about share price moves, look no further than... um, than uh, De Grey, and uh, a lot of that will have to do with what's going on in commodities. But also, well. yeah, yeah, it raised 125 million dollars via a placement. Linus talking about COVID closures impacting its operations, um, but it is still saying that demand for rare earths will accelerate. But still, shares were hammered. You know, down by 8.3 percent. Uh, I'll take you to the stock of the day. This is the end of the Stocks for a Crash series. I sat down with Junbei Liu from Tribeca and Adam Dawes from Sean Partners. Both guys going defensive. Let's take a listen.
0: The stock I've chosen today is Aussie Broadband. It's, it's uh, currently sitting around $4.90. It's had a fantastic run. I've been a buyer of this stock for the last... Uh, three months, maybe six months now, and it's been a really good one for our clients and we've done very, very well out of it. This one at $5 probably looks like it's fully priced at the moment. But again, if this acquisition does come through and they do pull this off, Aussie Broadband and OTW together will become probably one of the largest telco players, obviously behind Telstra. The stock I recommend is actually something I thought, look, if there's a pullback, this stock will outperform enormously. I'll be buying it today or even if there's a minor pullback, it will be incredibly defensive if the share market ever falls um, and uh, and outperform the market if the share market continue the way it is. Um, look, this company is Endeavor. <laughs> That's the yeah. magic stock. But if the market does have a um, you know sell-down, um, you know this this business is going to be earning is going to be incredibly defensive, um, you know for its Dan Murphy liquor business.
2: Okay, so there you go, Aussie Broadband, and Adam got some props from one of our regular, uh, well, obviously a regular viewer, regular um, gentleman who emails me um, for his call on Aussie Broadband all along. He's waiting though for it to pull back before he. would Get some more Bay picking endeavor because, hey, it's a Friday. Not only that, but she says you can always bank on Australians to be buying their liquor. I don't think you disagree.
1: Well, yeah, what can come I say? Come r-
2: come rain, hail, sunshine. I prefer I
1: prefer to be provided alcohol, but yeah, I'll have to buy it if I need to.
2: Look, another ca- um story that was really big this week was Aristocrat um making a big waves in the gaming space with its purchase of Playfair in London. So we've got an interview that Kyle McIntyre you you spoke with Kyle about that one.
1: You're really good, yeah. Uh he's he's always fantastic to go and have a chat with you. Yeah, um yeah. He's um he's super bullish on the uh, the prospects for Aristocrat, and I asked him straight out, "No, is it online game is going to be where it's uh, no it's at for this company moving forward?" And he's like, "Bingo!" Uh, and although there's a lot of hype around no, the opportunity presented, particularly by the U.S. market, he reckons it still hasn't been factored in entirely.
2: Yeah, uh, lots of people like Aristocrat. Now, um, another big theme this week: Bitcoin. And uh, some recommendations being made here locally for that uh, Senate or from that Senate inquiry into the regulation of Bitcoin and digital assets here. So look, we'll send out our weekend newsletter. There's a few links to some of the interviews we did about that in the the off-the-clock newsletter. I hope you subscribe to it. I think it's worth your while. If you've got a bit of downtime on the weekend, just flip through and you can click on any of those links to get to key interviews from the week. But um, listen, I think one of the biggest, biggest things that happened this week of course is that Melbourne exited from lockdown at 11 59 12 o'clock on Thursday and as a little bit of a Friday bonus I've got Simon Thompson in studio with us here as well again socially distant so we're gonna have to play musical chairs to a certain degree but Simon thought it was worthwhile on this Friday to come up with what is this a list of
0: Places to eat, Nadine. I'm kind of. I'm old enough to remember what it was like in Queensland where Joe Bielke-Peterson sort of said having three people in a gathering was illegal. So being here with you and Scotty kind of feels like a little bit naughty right now. But gee, it's great. We had our first guest in the studio today for the Startup Daily Show on Ausbiz, which was fantastic.
2: Of which Simon is the host, I should have said, host of Startup Daily on Ausbiz.
0: But yeah, um, welcome back, Melbourne. And I'm actually going out for my first one since... Uh, We came out of lockdown here in Sydney, and I'm going to tequila daisy downstairs tonight to eat tacos. Yeah, at Barangaroo. Um, It used to be Banksy, the vermouth bar, and they've used the time when they've been locked down for four months to open up for tacos. So I'm pretty pumped about that.
2: Do you like tacos, Scotty?
0: I do.
1: <laughs> this reminded me of a private joke that I was having with some other people during the week. But yeah, I, I do like Yeah, carpets. I
2: had to ask him because, of course, this is a podcast you can't see, but he was just smiling like the cat that swallowed the canary I've, I've, there. I'm
1: thinking about a former uh, Mexican central bank chief.
2: Well, let's get back on track with Simon. I think he's got a couple of recommendations of places to go in Melbourne. Am I correct?
0: I do, and I'm pretty excited about this because, of course, Andrew, and given, Scotty, you should listen to this because have you had a gimlet, the gin drink? No, but uh, it looks like I'm going to have to. All right, well, Andrew McConnell, who is one of Melbourne's greatest chefs, and he's got some amazing restaurants over the years, he's got a new place up and running, uh, and that's called Gimlet. And so it's kind of like a little bit sophisticated, a little bit of fun. Then there's Bar Margot, which is a sexy French cocktail bar and bistro. Wouldn't you love to go there? Because you kind of ooze sexy and sophisticated. Oh, Renowned for it. Yeah, and um, look, in Sydney, I just think there's a couple of great ones that I want to sort of check out too. Ari's got a new chef, uh, Matt Moran's restaurant. And I don't know if you saw it, I'm kind of on Instagram and follow that. There was a lot of grief at the time when they announced they were reopening and everyone had to be vaxxed and everyone gets a little bit angry nowadays. Not sure why. I'm just delighted to go out for dinner. But, yeah, Tom Gorringe, who's doing that there, he'll be really cool. Um, So there's so many options. A Nomad, a Sydney restaurant I absolutely love, Jackie Chalinor's place. They're opening up a Melbourne version. So that's coming into Flinders Lane. Think the wood fire tradition of the Sydney original. So that sounds pretty good to me.
2: I think on that note we should end it, right? Because people have places to go, people to see, food to eat, drinks to be had. Cheers to you guys. Glasses to raise. Have a great weekend, everyone.
1: Always great to go and end the week with you, too. And, uh, yeah, get out there, go and uh, see this great country, support local business, and uh, we'll get through it.
2: Yeah, we'll see you guys Monday.
0: Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price, and help you save when you bundle home and auto.